Anybody that criticized Taylor Swift is a complete jackass. So do we have an old, angry, white jackass complaining about the old, angry, white yeah, jackass? Yeah, that's exactly what we have. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't it just... It drives me insane. I, I found it totally ironic. Hey, folks. Welcome back to The Unrestricted. Oh, hi. Vex, Walter, Happy Bob. holidays. How are y'all? <laughs> Happy holidays. Hi. I don't know. It's, I don't know what it's shitty, out, shitty outside. It is terrible. Yeah, it's like cold. Yeah, that's I a little bit I hate the freaking cold. No, yeah, no, no. Cold again. No, when it's like this, it should be cold. I guess. It, 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 it has to be the whole package. It's kind of like leaving me this and this. I don't know what package. it is. Wintry mix. Yes. yes. No, I don't want that crap. The whole city shuts down. <laughs> yeah. We don't have we don't have one one what? gallon of salt to put it, on the roads, for Christ's sake. It gets cold and the whole city shuts down. Apparently, we can't have heat in our schools. Oh, it's really an Yeah, we, dis- we discussed that last week. Yes. It's, it's, it's just an atrocity. No, this weather sucks. Um, so Walter walks, up the, walks in and, and up the elevator telling me, a story about his first time eating gummies. All yes. right. I, 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 I cut him off because I kind of wanted this on air. All right. So uh, quickly. All right. So you, you, so I, I get into these gummies because I got a little back issue going on. This was a couple of years ago. And so um, take one gummy, not working. A couple of Advils, nothing's happening. And I could just about move, folks. So... I, I think I thought to myself, this gummy thing isn't working. Let me pop another one. So I chew another one. It's not working. So, Let me so take we're up more. To two. So we're up to, yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it, Bob? Now yes. that you think about it, let's try more if it's not working. More okay. of nothing. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so uh, I'm up to two gummies, maybe uh, an Advil or two. And I come to the conclusion, screw this, I'm just going to go down to the Texas Med Clinic, get a shot of Toradol on my ass, and I'll be good in a couple hours. That, yeah, that's, yeah, cured, yeah. that's cured me before. Well, I'll be I, fine with that. I know no how problem. this ends. <laughs> I go, you know what? Let me t- Before I do all that, because I, I don't really love getting a Toradol shot because it's not good for your health, um, let me chew one more thing and see what happens. Maybe it'll make me feel better. I won't have to go down to med clinic. I chew it. I wait about 15, 20 minutes. Nothing happens. I go, screw it. I get in the car. I drive to the med clinic. Now, I live on a wild horse. Please please don't give your location because law enforcement is going to be out there a little bit later. (laughs) Wild horse parkway in that in that area and the texas med clinic is on bandera in 1604 so it's a two-minute ride okay i've driven that access road between the med clinic and my house a million times okay and always remembered it until now (laughs) (laughs) i get to the med clinic Doc, you know, what's, what's going on? I tell him what has happened. He gives me a shot of Toradol. Okay, sir. Go sit in the waiting room uh, it, until, you know, we get cleared to go home, and then you can go home. I said, okay. So I don't feel, I feel fine. Um, I don't, I still don't feel any effects of the gummies or the Toradol, for or that matter. Or the Advil or, or anything else you took. <laughs> Nothing. All of a sudden, however, it kind of hits me in the waiting room of the med clinic, and I can't, all of a sudden, I can't wait to get the hell out of there. (laughs) Nurse says, Mr. Pasquini, you can go home now. It's like, oh, fantastic. (laughs) I get in my car. I start driving. Now, I'm not impaired in any way, and I swear I'm not in any any way. I'm driving home, again, on that I, on this 1604 access road between Bandera Road and Braun, 
that I've driven a million times and I'm driving down that road and all of a sudden it hits me. I don't know where the hell I am. (laughs) I go, holy shit. I did not know where I was. And then all of a sudden I hit a landmark and I go, oh, that's right. That's where I am. I go, oh my God, I got to get home real quick. I bet you wanted out of that doctor's office so fucking bad. You know, it did, it's, it's really a terrible did, place to be. It didn't hit me until I was in the waiting room waiting to go home. Oh, okay. You know, they put you in a little sit-down area, yeah. so whatever, you know, any after effects. Oh, and it's like, oh, my God, I couldn't believe it. I was I panicked. Don't I you go, know? Where the hell am I? Don't you know this is everybody's first gummy story? I've never Literally heard that. Literally everybody. No. 100% of gummy takers on their first try go, this isn't working. I'll take another. This isn't working. I'll take another. And I did this, not I mean, know this. This is exactly how it happens to everybody. Now what I need to know is, where's my next bag of gummies? <laughs> you can sponsor the show. Give us a call. Oh, that's right. That's exactly right. Johnny's Gummy Bears Incorporated. Uh... The first one really does work. Actually, that's the slogan. Gummy Bears. The first one really does work. That's a great idea. <laughs> that's a, that is perfect. I love that idea. I'd be more than willing to uh, to sponsor them. All right, boys. Let's get them. to sports because... Um, we had a, a, a wonderful round um, of football playoffs this weekend. I mean, I, I'm so entertained. I, I love watching these games. I'm looking forward to um, this weekend. Last night in the NBA, a historic night of scoring. One of them, unfortunately, against our Spurs. I've got a weird story from the G League to tell you guys about. And... An amateur one on the PGA Tour for the first time since 1991. Yeah. And, and some guy named Aaron hit a hole-in-one in Vegas. I saw that. Aaron Rodgers made a hole-in-one. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. There's yeah. some people that think it's it's a hoax and it was photoshopped away. Aaron Rodgers' whole life is a hoax. He deserves for people to call it a hoax. After all the things he's called a hoax, yes. I'm glad he's getting it back in his I'm lap. With you. I'm with you. Um, I agree. Okay, where do you want to start? Football or Spurs? No, start with the Spurs last I, night. And I then, agree. You know, for all the uh, complaints that the Spurs fans have always given everybody about their lack of national attention, they were all over ESPN Sports Center last night. Unfortunately, it was for the wrong reasons. Um, it was not a great performance from the Spurs. Well, they not actually, defensively. They, yeah, they made it a competitive <laughs> game, which is almost surprising that they stayed like some way, in some ways in touch. They've been closing better lately. Yeah. Yeah, and they did last night, but they could not stop Joel Embiid. He went for 70. He torched every defender that went his way. What struck you about that? Well, I listened to most of this game because I was in the food truck last night, so I'm listening to Bill Schoening uh, tell the story. And you know, it was, it was kind of interesting to to listen to it because the uh, you didn't get a lot, and maybe this is on the, the audio or whatever, but there wasn't, it, I didn't get the, the feeling there was a lot of excitement going on in the building last night in Philadelphia. Oh, no, there was. I was watching the second okay. half. There was plenty. At one point, I want to say they took him out of the game and, and the Sixers fans booed. Because they wanted Embiid to keep going. Well, that must have been late in the third, maybe the third, fourth quarter. But maybe the, the you know, he's he's already got twenty five points at the in the first quarter, yeah. and I'm thinking this isn't. They're not excited. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm curious why that's maybe because they're playing the Spurs and nobody's at the game because nobody gives a you know yeah. if you're gonna go to a game this year it's not gonna I don't know I, I guess I guess there's still a draw to watch Wemby play but. 
I mean, you're going to, you're going to, this is not a game I'd want to watch because you can end up beating the Spurs by 25 points more often than not. So I would, I would want to watch thinking. Wimby versus Embiid. And I made it a point to get home in time okay. to see the second half because I wanted to see Wimby versus Embiid. And look, Wimby played well, you know, in his own right. He got 33, I think, right? Yeah, yeah 33 just, in it and a couple decent highlights. You see 19, that, how many that just like yeah, finger 19, roll? 15, something like that? Yeah. yeah. Fabulous stuff yeah. from him. But like, he also gave up 18 points while guarding Embiid. Okay, oh, in that, the one-on-one matchup. Oh, that one where Embiid just like totally backed him off. It, yeah. it was like a, a wisp of paper. Ooh, bye bye. Yeah, I mean that's the thing about Embiid's <laughs> performance last night is the way he was able to do it. He he had some Shaq like beast to him. He had the shooting. He had the free throws. He he just he had his whole game going. And look, we know Joel Embiid is damn near unstoppable when he gets going. And the Spurs sure as hell don't have the right guys to guard him. Jeremy Sohan wound up guarding him in the fourth quarter. Hey, Pop, do you mind sending a double team? Do you mind sending a double team? (laughs) Sohan can't guard him. He's six foot eight. (laughs) Zach Collins gave up 23 in their one-on-one matchup. So those are the guys that mainly guarded him. I think it's interesting that we all of a sudden we have this all these bigs in, in the NBA starting to dominate again like we used to have years ago. So that is 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 a great point, and it's one I wanted to get to today because Carl Anthony Towns last night, yeah. right after Embiid sets it at 70, I tune into the T-Wolves game, and um, Towns has 44 at the half. Yeah. He's got eight threes. And he's got, it was either 58 or 60 heading into the fourth. And I was like, holy shit, we're going to have two guys go for 70 on the same night. That's he exactly to- what KD said after the game last night when Durant was asked about, you know, uh, what do you th- what'd you think of the performances last night, 70 and 60? He goes, well, you got 70? Shit. <laughs> yes. Well, KD's, <laughs> KD's response was really interesting because yeah. he called this the peak of basketball. And, and I think he's right. I mean, you got these big dudes who can take it to the rim. They can do the the shack kind of stuff where they just beast you into the bucket. They can shoot the mid-range. And both Embiid and Towns can step out to three-point range and stroke it. You know, Anthony Towns calls himself the best big man three-point shooter of all time. And he's he's kind of not wrong. I mean, he's never... To me, uh, Towns has been... He's been a player who... Doesn't bring it every night. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have the effort there every night. And so I, I would never want him on my team. Uh, but occasionally he'll show you his greatness like he did last night. He's super talented, yeah. and I, but I'm with you. He has, for the most part in his career, proven to be um, not a winning player. Yeah. I'll just say that. Yeah. And, and did, did you see the the post-game presser? Uh, with for the, the team Yeah. yeah. Incredibly immature. Yeah. Called his own team. Yeah. Uh, coach, the coach called his team. Oh, yeah. Incredibly. And they were. Like, I, I watched that game. I mean, you let the Hornets come back from, I don't know, it was pretty much 20 points down in the second half to win that game on your home floor in Minnesota. Like, that's a fucking embarrassment, man. You know, all the NBA needs now, you got all this big scoring going on. You got these big guys here. All the NBA now is missing is one of their players to hook up with some big female musical person. <laughs> I mean, who would that be? Who, who's who's next in line? I, I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know. Doja Cat. But, who knows? Doja Cat. <laughs> I don't know. But, but isn't, I mean, I mean, from the outside looking in, I mean, again, I'm not the NBA nerd you guys are, but it seems like there's point inflation. In well, the there's, NBA. there's like, a lot of that. Like today's 70 is a decades ago 
60 or 50. I, I mean, there's there's truth to that. But I also think the skill level of players is just, it's just changed, man. Since I started watching in 1981, like I, it's just completely Bo- different. I think Bob's point is, is the key, though. The defense that you you were allowed to get away with. I mean, back in the, the you know the Knicks Miami Heat games back in the uh, '80s, it was all grab and uh, and push and all that kind of stuff. Now it's just a freewheeling kind of all star game kind of NBA where guys just go run up and down the floor and uh, and hit shots, and that's that's what people want to see, I guess, because the NBA is more popular now than it's ever been before. I I, I don't want to discount how talented these big guys oh, are. Sure. No. I mean, historically, when big guys went for 70-plus, we'll talk about Wilt or, or whoever you want to, it's because they were bigger than the competition, mm. and they played bully ball, and they, they shot a million free throws. Like, that's how they got to 70. But not, not these two guys. They're doing it with skill, combined with some bully ball, but their skill level at 7'3 for... For Embiid and and six eleven or seven foot for Towns, it's pretty and amazing. And Wimby over yeah, seven sure. foot. I mean, it's it's completely incredible. Yeah, what, the, yeah. And there was a highlight last night also of Embiid like seeing Wimby on the floor and kind of like looking at him, going, "Huh, I guess he is tall." Oh, I didn't get to see that. <laughs> I I, I got to look that up. You mean there'll be there'll be no uh, iconic photograph of Wimby dunking over uh, a six foot ten guy and making him look like a mouse. <laughs> No? Um, that picture won't come out last night? First no. time uh, the NBA has had two 60-point scores on the same night since. Anybody want to guess? S- I saw this, but I don't remember. 1978. Wow. George Gervin versus David Thompson. Mm. Last game of the season for the scoring title. We've all heard the story of Gervin wanting to get the scoring title and playing just a little bit later than David Thompson in the evening and, and wanting to go get it. And he did. The Spurs are at the halfway point. How do you feel about them? Do you want to kind of grade them out at the halfway point? Where are they compared to your expectations? They're right where I expected them to be. I didn't expect, you know, I had people tell me, oh, they're going to win 40 games. Uh, They're going to make the playoffs. Uh, They'll be at the very least be in the 7-10 game. And I go, did you not watch this team from a year ago? I mean, this team was the worst team historically, defensively, and they can't hit threes. And guess what? They're not much better than they were a year ago. They're still awful defensively, and they're not very good at hitting threes. Nothing's changed for this team. Um, And Spurs fans always forget, Walter, that other teams play in the Western Conference, too. Like, just because the Spurs improved their roster doesn't mean that we got better than the other teams around us. The Kings, the Nuggets, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Young teams, you know, the the Rockets, the Thunder. You know, it, like, I, I hate it when people just say, well, our roster improved, so we're going to win more games. No. Did it improve compared to the teams that you're trying to get better than in the West? And they didn't. And to, to, to your point, I think you're right. They're exactly where I figured they would be, near the bottom of the league. They've had no. They're at the bottom of the league. No, they're well. <laughs> they're they're the bottom of the Western Conference. They're third worst. Yeah, and and look, at least they're not Detroit. I mean, Detroit is actually worse this year with Monty Williams and with another year of uh, experience than they were last year. Yeah, Spurs are third worst in the league at at eight and thirty five. It's not great. Uh, maybe they would be. I don't know. I listen. I thought they'd. You know, Vegas had them at what twenty three games, yeah. twenty three wins. 
you know, they're basically, you know, maybe they're a little bit short of that. But at that, when, you, when you're, you know, at 23 wins, who cares whether you're short or not? Does yeah. it make a difference? 21 versus 24, yeah, who it cares? It doesn't, doesn't matter. Uh, but, uh, you know, I said it weeks ago. Uh, this is a team that, you know, you're going to be in the in the draft lottery again. Uh, you get yourself a second player, a second great player, and away you go. Uh, and then you then you go from there. Yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, it's going to it's going to take time and that's it. You know, uh, here's the thing. To this point, midway in the season, <clears throat> the Spurs have played a lot of good teams to really close games. And I've enjoyed those games. I mean, I'm thinking specifically about the Suns and the Bucks. Those were really good performances from the Spurs, mm. even when they lost. And, you know, it was always my goal at the beginning of the year. I said, you know. Hey, if we lose every single game, all over 82, but we lose them all by less than 10 points, then I'm going to be happy. And and that hasn't really come to fruition because they get blown out about once a week, right? They get blown out by 30 or 40 about once a week. And I don't think anybody's learning a damn thing when you lose by that much. But it's a developmental season, and I think they're doing just that. They're developing. To this point in the season, I I, I would say that I'm unimpressed still with Sohan, I thought he would make a jump. Keldon Johnson has not taken a step up the way I hoped he would playing alongside Wimby. And Devin Vassell, frankly, has been too inconsistent for me to be thrilled with his performance midway through. I think the you know the injury got in the way of Vassell's improvement uh, during this season. We'll see what the set you know basically what the second half looks like. I, I've been pleased with him. Uh, Sohan's still a project. Keldon Johnson is going to find himself off the team at uh, at some point, whether it's the trade deadline or or next or, or in the offseason, whatever. Um, he's not long for this franchise. And you just, you know, they're going to try to find pieces that are going to fit here with Wemby that makes sense and to, to slowly build a championship around him. And, um, you know, that's, that's basically where you're at. Trade deadline, uh, February 8th. Okay. Uh, figure the Spurs to make a move. Yeah, I would. I would think they'll they'll try to move Kelvin Johnson. I think there's a move coming too. Yeah. For the first time in a long time, I we'll think see. the Spurs are we'll actually going to make a move. Ready to go to the NFL? All right, let's go. Let's go. I thought it was an awesome weekend, particularly Sunday mm-hmm. with the two competitive games. Your 49ers. Let's start there because they got away with one. They oh no no no! They, they stole a win. They they did not deserve to win that game. But they did. But they did because that's what championship teams do. Oh man, what a wild game that, that was. was. That that was crazy. I mean, I mean, Purdy looked like somebody named Brock Purdy. Pedest- yeah. <laughs> pedestrian. He, he looked, he, he looked he, worse than he that. He looked uncomfortable. Their offense looked incredibly out of sync. And and whether it's Debo being knocked out, whether it's Purdy not being comfortable in the wet, doesn't like his doesn't Could've like his balls rest. wet. Could have been a little bit of rest rust. I don't think it's rest rust because it's Kyle Shanahan. I don't know, but I think that's a. I think that was a factor. But but I think the fact that Debo got out and he was plugging in somebody who doesn't have Debo's skill set and he wasn't able to really make adjustments quickly enough. And the team had practiced with Debo leading up to that. That it 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 made them out of sync. But they made great plays. I mean, Purdy had some awesome balls. That I'm sorry, pass. What? what about his balls? They were awesome. <laughs> he had some. He had some awesome throws. That pass to Kittle in the end zone. That pass to Jennings in the middle. Yep. He had a couple of really, really nice balls. And that last drive to take the lead. That is what we haven't had for a while, and I think that serves to start to answer the question: 
Do I want Purdy at the end of the game? Am I going to put a game on Purdy's shoulders and go, this guy's going to go and win? Yeah, he was 6-7 no. on that final drive. It was certainly his best drive of the night. And his only drop, or sorry, the only incompletion was that horrible Kittle drop. So he should have been 7-7 seven of seven mm. on that final yeah. series. And, and, and if I'm a Green Bay Packers fan, I'm like... Why the hell are we still measuring where the ball is using technology that goes back to when freaking professional football started like in 19 leather helmets? Yeah. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I love that call that it was short on fourth down. Great. Awesome. But it, why are we not relying on like technology to know where the ball is in space? Yeah. So. They uh, to me the one thing I'll take from this game is that the Niners are definitely susceptible. They're uh, they're they're not, they're definitely beatable, uh, and I and I and I didn't think of that before this game. Uh, but at this point, I would expect the 49ers to lose before they get to the Super Bowl. No way, they're not losing to the yeah. Lions. They're not losing at home. You can see it. The Lions are not an outdoor team. If this game was in Detroit, I would like their chances a whole lot more. I think it. In a weird way, Walter, I think this might have been exactly what San Francisco needed. Maybe. Because it's it, they were off 18 days or, or 20 days, something like that. They come out, and frankly, they get their ass kicked by the Packers for the first mm, pretty much <clears throat> two and a half quarters, three quarters. Yeah, they got their ass kicked, but who was leading at halftime? Obviously, and, they were still in and, the game. And, and, and the Packers gave that game away, So, but I, I think I'm with you. I like this game. I like this game for what it does to set us up. I also like the fact that we lost to the Ravens and got got embarrassed by the Ravens. Yeah. I like those games because I think it sets us up to go, okay, we laid our turd mm-hmm. and we won. Yeah. And now let's get serious. Let's, let's focus just get serious. in and there's, take this damn There's thing just all too the much talent on the field and off the field. It's I'm gonna taking be, Detroit. It's going to be big. It's going to be massively important whether Debo gets healthy. Yeah. Uh, you know, 50, 50 he and he's, he's hurt all the time. Yeah. They should be prepared for yeah. when he gets hurt. And, and I really wish it wasn't my 49ers playing Detroit. Cause I really would like to get behind the lion's story. Yeah. I mean, Dan Campbell, that guy's a barbarian, but you gotta love him. You know, he, he's, he's interesting because he's proven to be a way better head coach than I thought he would ever be. Do y'all remember his, Weirdo press conference when he got the job. Oh yeah, bite, yeah. biting the kneecaps yes. and just struggling up and We're eating them. Get up off the floor. <laughs> We're gonna outman you, out tough you. It was like a caricature of yes. a football coach. Yes, he it, won it the really, press conference. It that really day. was. Oh, I thought it was just ridiculous acting. Like I was like, who the fuck is this guy? He's but, not gonna play with NFL athletes because NFL athletes know that it's not about just playing tougher. It's about being talented. But you can't go to a group of millionaires and say, you know, we're going to be tougher and we're going to bite them in the knees. That's what you tell your eighth grade team, Walter. Like uh, NFL athletes don't go for that usually. But, but three but years, working. but three years on, they do go for yes. that. And three years on, that man is exactly that man he was yes. three years ago. Yes. I, want, I want that guy to be the coach of my team because my team isn't tough enough. His team is tough. I want to. I want a coach that 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 instills toughness in in my football team, my basketball team, whatever team. That's what I'm looking for. So. Uh, I'm, 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 you know, like man Campbell, man Campbell. Yeah. And, and, and they got the job done against the Buccaneers. I didn't expect the Buccaneers to go any further. The the Texans impressed me in that first half and I was expecting them to come out in the second half, but no, the Ravens came out and just 
destroyed them. Awesome season from the Texans, Bob. Awesome. I mean, Stroud and D'Amico Ryans together looks like a pairing that we're going to like for the next what, seven years? Yeah, finally I mean, a team in a South division that we can actually think is good. Well, they were they in this need, game for they a need half. pieces, obviously. They a do. Lot of, they, and they, they need more stuff. And, and Walter, I think, you know, we've been talking about it for weeks, that they just weren't healthy, right? Yeah. And and, and it finally came up to bite them in the ass, being unhealthy, I And think. listen, you, put, you played one of the best quarterbacks in football in Lamar yes. Jackson, who who on Saturday started to answer that question of whether he can get it done in the playoffs. First quarterback since 48, you want to get a stat, first quarterback since 48 to have two touchdown passes, two touchdown runs, 100 yards rushing, and a 100 passer rating in the same game. Since 1948? Since 1948. Holy and shit. on top of that, he apparently made the halftime speech of all halftime speeches. Uh, nobody wanted to talk about it. I guess because it was just nothing but cursing and all that kind of stuff. But uh, he was the difference on Saturday in that, in that second half. And, and and listen, he just led the way, and that was the end of the Houston Texans season. And then it capped off on Sunday night with Chiefs-Bills. And I couldn't feel worse for Bills fans. I mean, that is one of the most tortured fan bases in all of sports. Throw them up there with the Browns, the Lions, you had fans crying in the stands. I, saw I that. mean, like a grown ass. When was man. the last, Bob? When was the last time you cried? I think I watched Marley and Me. <laughs> that Marley was a good and one. Me. <laughs> I cried in that one too. I cried in that one too. But but I mean I mean even going to other sports, it's the Cubs. Yeah. I mean they're they're kind of the Cubs of the NFL. Yeah. No, screw the Cubs. Except for the Cubs, finally won after. I cry years. every season at the Jets. What are you kidding me? The but, Mets. The Jets, the Mets, the Knicks, <laughs> but, the Islanders, all of them. But no, and 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 for it to be kind I of never the, stop crying. I mean, and for it to be kind of the same end call, wide right. Yeah, oh, wide right. Shame. It was it's brutal. An absolute shame. Did y'all notice when they came back from commercial for that kick? The 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 lens of the camera was at the far end of the stadium, and it went like through the uprights, zooming in on the other side of the field. And as it passed the uprights. You could see those little like fluorescent ribbons at the top of the goalposts, and they were just whipping from left to right, just whipping. And I yeah. was like, "Oh fuck, he's gonna slice this!" Yeah, but he knows that he know- he's obviously been in that stadium a hundred times. You're right. He and he's admitted as much. He said, "I I know better. I know where the wind is going, and I didn't cut it enough." He and that's the way shanked it. Yeah. He and, shanked it. But that's, and, listen, that's the way it goes. And the the Chiefs should have put that game away. I mean, they had that that goal line and fumble it through the end zone, which I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about that rule. Are you really? It's yeah. the worst rule in sports. Well, there's no question. It's the worst rule. Here's and listen. This is this is and and I'll ask you guys, what should it be? To me, uh, it, this is what it should be because you don't know in this play. In in a in a rule, if you're making up a rule, first of all, you're not going to know where the line of scrimmage is. So it could be it could be anywhere. It, it could have been a play that happened in the forty yard line, the twenty yard line, sure. or first and goal. So sure. you don't know exactly where where the line of scrimmage is going to be. The problem is the penalty is obviously too punitive. There's no question about that. We can agree though. The offense needs to be penalized in some way. But should they lose possession? Yes or no? So. This is tough. Really? Yeah. I, yeah. And I used this to be is, yeah. with you on this. I used to be with you. I was like, worst rule in sports. And I started talking to a buddy of mine, and he's like, every fucking thing in the entire game is rigged for the offense. 
whether it's pass interferences, fumbling the ball, okay. fumbling the ball out of bounds, you maintain possession, right? Yeah. Okay. In in the rest of the field. Yeah, but the other team didn't grab the ball. It is the that is that is the illogical thing to me, Walter, is that it's the only time that a ball isn't recovered in the field of play and changes possession. possession. Yeah, the, so that makes no sense. Uh, the, the, the only way where I could find it to be logical is something incredibly punitive to the offense where they don't lose possession. Like it's a 30-yard like thirty, like like take, yeah, could, take, could take that ball to the twenty, or take that ball back to the thirty. I right, think he, he, I think take him out of and field loss goal of range down. too. Put him to and 50, loss of put down. him to the fifty. But like it is a squirrely rule. There's no doubt about it. But I kind of like that that it's so punitive because you see people do this fucked up crazy thing where they stick the ball out <laughs> two and a half yep. feet out outside yep. their bodies. You don't really see that in the rest of the field of play. It's just not smart. You're exposing the you football. You see that all the time when guys try to get the first down. Yeah, but not they usually with not usually with one hand backwards. Um, I mean, listen, I, as as uh, the the head coach of the uh, the Chiefs said after the game, listen, our players are instructed do not reach. We know it's a very risky play. Don't do it. Hardman did it. Oh, but here, so this is what I'm thinking. So. And obviously, the biggest penalty in sports is, is uh, well, not in sports, in the NFL, is a 15-yard penalty. So here's what I'd propose. Make it a 15-yard penalty from the previous spot. And loss of down. From the previous okay, loss, spot. And loss okay. Of down. So if you if you score, say you run off a big run from the 30-yard line, yeah. well, it's 15 yards from that, from that, and you're, you know, you're back at your own 15. If it's first and goal at the 10, 15 yards, you're back at the 25. Um, and uh, listen, if you know, if it's one of those long plays, uh, it should be a bigger penalty because this is next level stupid when you extend a play. So I'm, I'm with you on that. But so the Bills, the Bills got fortunate. I mean, there's no doubt about it. They were fortunate even to be in the game. They got a lot of breaks. They went for it on fourth down in a situation late in the game that I didn't feel yeah. like they should have. Just punt it away and play some defense. Um, look, I realize that Mahomes is still Mahomes, but his talent level around him is just not the same talent. It's not Tyreek Hill anymore, guys. They can't score in 13 seconds the way they used to. Like I, I, I and Kelsey I the, is too distracted because of the girlfriend thing. Clearly, no, Kelsey is too distracted because of his brother, and he's too yes, drinking Bud Lights, shirtless. Right, let me let me go down awesome. that road real quick. And I don't, I'm not sure if we talked about this last week, but this just incensed me. These old freaking white assholes that talk about this this whole Taylor Swift thing is ridiculous. There's so much of her I can get her off the TV. I just end up shut the hell up. First of all, if you had to, Taylor Swift is the best girlfriend in the entire world. Stop this nonsense, would you please? <laughs> I mean here's a here's a girl here's a woman who is obviously gorgeous. Uh she's completely loaded and she'll go to your football game and cheer you on no matter what t- temperature it is. And you're gonna criticize her? Are you kidding me? What a t- Wait. You sound like a jackass. Anybody that, anybody that criticized Taylor Swift is a complete jackass. So do we have an old, angry, white jackass complaining about the old, angry, white yeah, jackass? Yeah, that's exactly do. what we have. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't it just... It drives me insane. I, I found it totally ironic that Jason Kelsey was pounding Bud Lights. The same thing that triggers all middle-aged white guys. Bud Light. 
But what what I loved is so he gets his shirt off, he jumps out of the luxury box, and apparently somebody was lip reading his wife in the back of the luxury box, being, "Get your ass back in here, Jason." <laughs> oh, really? That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, it was it was great. Look, I I, I just I want to say this about the Bills. I did not feel like they played to win that game. They lost a little bit of their aggression. They changed their play calling a little bit. Allen didn't use his legs on the final drive, which I thought he should have. I understand. I understood milking the clock to under two minutes and trying to limit uh, Mahomes and his ability to come back and strike back. But Mahomes was going to need a touchdown. He doesn't have Tyreek Hill. Yeah, Kelsey I- is not the same Kelsey. Like... You got to push that ball to, to 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 push it into the end zone. You've got to try to score a touchdown there. Do not satisfy yourself with a forty-eight yard field goal. Not good enough by me. Oh well, first of all, I think it was forty-four yards. 44, and, and listen, sorry. and the kicker's got to make the kick. He does. I mean, forty-four yards right now is a chip shot for NFL kickers. Yes, it is. It just is. Uh, and listen, we're we're talking about the the arguably the greatest quarterback in NFL history in in Pat Mahomes. And think about this, folks. He came from Texas Tech. Yeah. Texas Tech, he was three years. He, and here's a here's a football program in Texas Tech. I made this uh, point the other day on, on social media. That that school is completely irrelevant when it comes to football. College football on the, on the national stage, t- nobody talks about Texas Tech. They haven't talked about Texas Tech since, since the Pirate was there. And here you are. This guy is the... the uh, you know, after we saw Tom Brady, well, there'll never be another Tom Brady. Well, there is. There's Patrick Mahomes. Six straight. Unbelievable. Six straight conference championship games. Just amazing. Patrick Mahomes. That's, it's amazing. And by the way, he wasn't the only Texas Tech quarterback playing last weekend. Who was the other one? Former Tech quarterback. Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Started his career at Did Texas he? Tech. Who, who statistically yeah. had an awesome season. Yeah. And he looked yeah. good the other day. I mean, until he threw a a game-losing pick, but he was good. But here's the thing with Josh Allen. He's going up against Michael Jordan. Yeah. You know, and, and at some point, you're, you it's it's just obviously very difficult to break through. He didn't get through, and, uh, and you know, Patrick Mahomes lives another day. Yeah, he lives another day. He's got to go on the road again. He's got to go to Baltimore, and he's going to play probably the league MVP in Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Do Tough you know, defense. Do you know the line off offhand? I do. I do. I just, I'm curious what you would guess it is, Walter. Yeah, I think I did see it. I think Baltimore's favored by three. Three and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you feel like that's right? It's a, it's a, it's an even, even. Baltimore's home. It's an even, even game. I feel like it's an even game too. I'm yeah. surprised it's not a pick em. Well, it's three points for being home, so that's I, it. If it's anybody other than Mahomes and Reed on the other side, I think this is a lot more tilted towards the Ravens. The Ravens, I mean, roster-wise, top to bottom, better team. Yes. Better team. But Mahomes has the pedigree to get it done in the big game when the lights are the brightest. Okay, Lamar Jackson is now 2-3 and in the playoffs, but I'm still going to hold that over him until they get it all the way. Mm -hmm. Harbaugh's a really, really good coach, too. But I don't know. Mahomes and Reed, I, I, I don't know if I would bet the Ravens and lay more than two or three. I like the Chiefs on the road in this game. I mean, I Mahomes is just terrifying. And frankly, betting against him just doesn't feel good. That and and that's okay. I don't care <laughs> and I don't care which one of these teams wins. We're getting our revenge back on either one of them. Who's we? 
49. Oh, I forgot you played for them back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, clearly. Okay, so I was thinking about this, Walter, the other day. Okay. I think the worst unit that is left in the playoffs is the Lions' defense. But I don't. Um, but I don't know who the best unit left playing is. I think it's the Niners' offense with Debo. With Debo, yes. Yeah. Without Debo, they're dominating. Uh, yeah. Without they can run it right down your throat. With, but without him, with, I don't think they are. I, I think it might be the Ravens' offense. If it's if it's not Maybe. the if it's not the Forty Niners without Debo, it's the Ravens. It might be the Ravens' defense. I don't know. God, that Ravens D is good. Yeah, so is that offense. It's yeah. a good team. It's a good it's, team. I know. That's just it. Is the Ravens are in the conversation for having the best defense left in the in the playoffs Ooh, and the best offense. I don't know about that. Who's the better defense? 49ers. I mean, the, the, the only reason the 49ers won against the Packers is that defense was stout that entire game. When they needed to do it, they did it. Yeah, I, I still take the Ravens defense. Uh, what do you got, Wally? I see I, you I, looking at something. No, I was just, uh, just bringing up the games on Sunday. So uh, you got Baltimore three and a half. You got San Francisco seven points at this point. I will take, uh, I like Detroit to pull the upset, and I like Baltimore over Kansas City. Um, I think it's a pick em between the Chiefs and Ravens. Okay. I'm gonna, it's just so hard to against Mahomes, I have to stay with I it. I agree. And I like the Niners to win big okay. against the Lions. I right. Yeah, and, and I'll go pick a little bit of a different thing. I'm going to take the over in the Chiefs-Ravens, which is sitting at 44.5. I think that's a low number for that game. I think it could be a shootout. Yeah, that's 22 points a side. That's not a lot. And I may actually take the under in the Lions-49ers, which is 50.5. Okay, okay. Well, there you go. Where's our Las Vegas insider, Bob? Uh, one more quick <laughs> NFL thing. I saw this morning that the Eagles replaced their offensive coordinator. I think that probably means Sirianni keeps his job. Yeah, after all this time, I, w- I, w- I was thinking he was going to stay. Yeah, so. there's a presser tomorrow with Sirianni and the GM, so... All indications are it's, yeah, he's staying. Yay, good for him. All right, news and notes. Give it all to right, me. Real quick, um, price of tickets and ticket fees are completely out of control, as most people know. We, I think we talked about this last week, but uh, the three tickets at Toyota Field for the U.S. men's national team uh, game on Saturday uh, cost me $67 a piece, but with taxes and fees, it was over 300 the fees. Yes. They drive me nuts. On top of that, make it even worse, the parking at the uh, at the stadium, whether it was Toyota Field or at the high school football stadium right next to Toyota Field, 35 bucks to park your car. Are you <laughs> serious? I am very serious. That is a lot. <clears throat> yes, it to is. To watch a lot. the team USA lose. Yeah, and it was uh, you know, these were these were the rookies and the uh, Guys that are trying to make the make the team, uh, but listen, my kids and I, we had a great time. It was ninety one ninety one in attendance, the largest crowd ever at Toyota. That's so awesome. We had a good time, That's and we awesome. froze our ass off. <laughs> it was freaking freezing. I had wanted to go to that, and um, I'm glad I didn't. Frankly, all right, now, and, let me, and I'll give you this. I'll leave it because we're almost at forty minutes here. Uh, the we talked about this last week as well. Uh, the Uvalde report came out this week, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll give you this one. This is, the, to me, the most outrageous fact that came out of this whole thing was the victims' families are being ostracized by their own neighbors in Uvalde. The families down there, they want names. They want justice for the folks who didn't go in and try to save their children. As the AG said, yesterday, said this week, 
If they had gone in there when they first got there, they would have saved lives. Obviously, they didn't go in there, and they didn't save any lives. But the folks in Uvalde, they want the families to move on from this and not go after their sons or their dads. Sorry. It's awful. What a what a terrible situation. It's and, and such this, a small community. Oh. You know, anytime you're trying to call out somebody who is a public figure, whether it's a police officer or, or something else or a school official, mm-hmm. anytime you're trying to call somebody out, that person lives within like three miles of you. Yeah, because it's as, Uvalde. As, as, as one of the as one of the folks said, you know, they they go into a store and they see a police officer there and they wonder, was that one of the ones that could have saved my kid? That's got to be awkward. But, but but at the end of the day, I mean, it's situations like that for police officers are kind of like you know soldiers in combat. If you're not trained to deal with the situation, yeah, you're going to lock up and and you're going to think about stuff. But if you're trained, that is the one thing about the DOJ report that that I did see is that they really harped on the fact that none of these guys were trained. Mm. None of, none of these officers on the scene that were first responders were trained in active shooter situations. And unless you're trained in an active shooter situation, you're going to react really, really weird. I mean, I knew this when I was in the Navy, I was, I was taught to shoot under stress. If you're not taught, if you're not trained, you've done the muscle memory for it. Yeah. You may back off. But when it's 376 to one, you don't have a lot, you don't have a uh, you know a leg to stand on. You got to you got to figure out a way to get in there. Um, the other thing, the other couple other things was the children who got shot were bused to the hospital without medical attention, while dead children were hauled away in ambulances. It's just mind boggling. Another child was dragged out of the classroom and died on the sidewalk. Just insane. Just, I thought we wouldn't hear anything different on uh, during the press conference, and we heard a whole bunch of stuff that was just just drove me to tears. Uh, just unbelievable. No, I mean it's it, it's a small community, and and we shouldn't have to be worrying about training all of our people in small communities for mass shooting, mass mass death events. That that's a sad state of affairs when we want our small towns to be trained for an armed individual stepping into our schools and taking hostage and killing kids. Yeah, but right? you know what? It should be at this at this point. I mean, uh, Columbine was twenty five years ago. Wow, it should have been done by now. If you haven't done it, if they haven't trained their officers by and listen, there was there was more than just local police. There was the school police. It was there was a, like I said, three hundred and seventy six uh, law enforcement people there for one shooter. And they couldn't take them out. There were 376, 376 on the scene? On the at, scene, yeah, at, yes. At, at one point. I at mean, when, point. when they had all of the oh. tactical response, they had Border Patrol tactical response. They had, you know, oh, that's a lot of high level Of course events. it was. That's yeah. embarrassing. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. Uh, anything else from your side? I got one. No, I just I was just going to leave it with this. Uh, on the Truck Wally Facebook Live show is going to start this week. It's something new I'm going to do, so uh, time and date to be announced. I think we may do, I may do it tonight. It depends on what the weather looks like. But What are you going to do? Uh, this will be a no-holds-bar, uh, whatever the hell I want to talk about. <laughs> okay. How about sounds, that? Sounds great. I can't, that? I, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, there is you Is it going to be on YouTube? or uh, It'll be it? on Facebook Live, so okay. there you go. All right, sorry. Um, it's okay. Breaking story this morning as I was coming into here, and, and I can't wait to look it up. Last night, apparently, some G League players went into the stands after the game. It Uh-oh. includes, uh, you know, usually when you're talking about G League players, you don't even know their names, but you guys will recognize this one probably. Imani Bates, he was the former number one player in his class. Son of Master? 
Nice. <laughs> he was a former number one player in his class. He wound up at Memphis playing for Penny Hardaway, and he's basically been a, a real disappointment with, with where his projections were. Okay. But um, the NBA at this point has not given any details. Where did this take place? I, I, no somewhere in the southwest, uh, southeast, okay. like okay. Georgia or Alabama. All right. uh, I forget where. The NBA has not given any um any of the details surrounding the event, and I am interested to see what happens with that. It, hmm. it, you know, hopefully, it is not a malice in the palace type of thing. I'm yeah. interested to see how this shakes out. Sharif Abdurrahim is the um, commissioner of the G League. We'll see what what kind of punishments he doles out. Yeah, it's it's not. I mean, ESPN's not reporting anything on it. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 very under the radar at this point. And Dwayne the Rock Johnson. It's going to be on the board of the TKO Group, the parent organization for UFC and WWE. Oh, yay. <laughs> and UFL. NBA trade. Hornets trade uh, Terry Rozier to the Heat for Kyle Lowry and a 2027 first-round pick. About I, okay. All right. That's really good for Miami. Um, he's going to help them. Kyle Lowry wasn't. Um, the big thing there is that Terry Rozier was um, – rumored to be going to Los Angeles to help them out at their point guard spot. I think it's almost a foregone conclusion, Walter, that DeJounte Murray goes to Los Angeles at this point. Yeah, he's not, as we talked about last week, he's not coming here because he's just not. But I think L.A. wants him, and I think that's yeah. where he's going to wind up, especially we'll now that Rozier, Rozier had been rumored to go to the Lakers, but yeah. now he's with the Heat. Um, that's a good, good trade. Defensive, good defensive player. I like Rozier. He's it's a good, good player. trade. Yeah. And uh, Hornets get back some cap space because Kyle Lowry's in a uh, an expiring deal. Um, thanks, guys. Like and subscribe. Damn Enjoy the weather. How y'all feel out there? Do you feel good? I said, do you feel good? Come on. The groove feel good when it make you move. Make your next move your best move. Uh-huh. I said, the groove feel good when it make you move. Make your next move your best move. Uh-huh. You know it's good.